What's up, everyone? Welcome back to Impactful Conversations. Thank you guys so much for tuning in um, and listening and all the feedback uh, you guys continue to give. It's been fantastic and I hope to continue to make this better and more enjoyable for you guys. Um, today's guest is Kate Wallen. She lives in Mundelein, Illinois. She recently got back from being an au pair in Australia, specifically Tasmania, and kind of talks about the process and what got her to do that. Um, and we just kind of get into a lot of things about her life and, and what she enjoyed about doing that and uh, the difficulties involved. So I hope you guys enjoy um, the great and powerful Kate Wallen. All right, and, and we are live. Welcome back, everyone. Thank you so much for tuning back in to episode eight of Impactful Conversations with myself, Paul, and Trevor, and our wonderful guest today is Kate Wallen. So welcome, Kate. Hello. How's yes. it going? Welcome, welcome. Everything is fantastic, fantastic. So what, so I guess just to give the people the background, Kate, kind of talk about, you know, just briefly um, where you're from. Uh, yes. where you went to school and then, you know, what you went to school for and kind of what you're doing now. Oh, goodness. Um, okay, I am from good old Mundelein, Illinois, the northwest suburbs of Chicago. Um, I went to up, I went to school in Wisconsin, Sheboygan, Wisconsin, to the tiniest little college called Lakeland University. It was in the middle of cornfields um, where I studied exercise science. So, um, have done a few things since then, but right now I'm landed in sitting in a position working for Lululemon, um, in the store and I've kind of bounced back and forth between working remote during COVID and then back in the store and I'll be going remote again. So that's where I'm at. So in, in terms of going remote, what are you doing remotely for Lululemon and what brought you to do stuff remotely? Is that something you wanted to do okay. or is that something that is helping you accomplish other things? What are you looking what, where, what are you doing work remote? Why? Yeah, so I started working remote, honestly, through um, COVID and quarantine. Um, I was working in the store and then everything shut down and um, Lululemon's an awesome company to work for. They actually, uh, paid us through all of quarantine, but they, because they were so busy, everybody wanted to wear athleisure wear because they were at home and wanted comfy clothes. So, um, the online business started booming and, uh, booming more than ever. So they needed a lot, um, a lot more educators remote working customer, uh, customer service roles, so um, they gave us the opportunity to work there if we wanted to. Um, and working remote actually has been something that's piqued my interest due to my love for travel and wanting locational freedom. So I, it, it was a contracted role and I just bit the bullet. I was like, I have no idea what I'm doing, but I have nothing better to do right now so I was like why not why not take the chance to try something new and so I worked um custom it's basically customer service so I was on live chat and emails and um mm -hmm. helping our guests with different situations and working from 
my bedroom and working outside in the sun. And I was just like, you know what, this is this is the life I could live. So um, yeah, I, I actually did enjoy it. Um, and I'm taking another role again, just due to the fact that it, it, it will help me towards my goal, which one of them is to travel. And I feel like obviously you can travel with being remote because you can be anywhere. Oh, yeah. So, um, Kate, where, uh, for your love of travel, where, where do you like traveling to? <laughs> or where oh have gosh, you traveled where, to? I was going to say, where don't I like traveling to? <laughs> um, I have traveled throughout Europe a bit when I was younger. Um, and obviously, like, th- throughout the States a little bit with sports and family. But um, my biggest move was... Um, after, after college, I worked a bit and then I was in a job I didn't completely love. And I had always wanted to go to Australia or New Zealand. And so I bit the bullet and I went to Australia and I stayed there for about 10 and a half months. And I went to Australia. I went to Bali, Singapore, Thailand, Barcelona, Canary Islands. Hmm. Uh, and so, Kate, so I met amazing, you amazing right places. before you were going to, <laughs> um, right before you went to Australia. I think it was like maybe right after you made the decision or somewhere along that timeline. But what was the, you know, you're not the uh, the most decisive decision maker of all time, to say the Thank least. You. But but Thank what you made you, what, what made you, um, what was the deciding factor or what people did you talk to that made you take that that leap to go to Australia and then can you kind of talk about going to Australia and then and then what you were doing there Mm. yeah those are all uh, great points um so I had I had always wanted to study abroad and I never took the chance to do it um so basically your first question was like kind of who I talked to and what made me decide to make the leap Right. right right um so I was I remember, I think I was coming home. I came home for like a college break once and one of my best friends from high school was home and we were hanging out, rollerblading, doing our thing like we always do. And we sat down in the grass and we just started talking. And I remember sitting there, I clearly, like clear as day, um, we were talking about what we wanted to do. And I just said something to her and I was just like, you know what, I... I wish I had taken the chance to like study abroad and do this thing. And, and she goes, one of her um, roommates in college, one of her best friends actually went to Australia and she goes, dude, why don't you be an au pair? And I was like, what the heck is an a what? <laughs> and she goes, an au pair. And she started to explain that um, her roommate in college actually went to Australia and she what an au pair is is a nanny overseas. So she was living with a family and nannying for them. And at that point I was just like, I was asking her, I was like, how does this all happen? Can you put me in contact with her? And so I started talking to her about that. Um, Her name was Katie. And when I was talking to her about that, um, she kind of just put me on to, how to go about everything. It was actually a simple site called opairworld.com and you sign up. It's like a free, um, free account that you make and 
you kind of put in all your information as to like where you want to be. Do you like I put Australia, New Zealand, you could choose from different places. Um, what type of family you wanted to be with? Um, do you want to be with a single parent or a couple? Um, the age range of kids, smoking, non-smoking. It was very specific. Wow. Yeah. And when you make a profile, basically it, like families that meet the criteria and vice versa, like if you meet their criteria, you kind of pop up in a newsfeed. So I started talking to them, ta- talking to families um, a little bit or kind of more so just like dipping my toes in the water and scrolling through families more so. And I remember I was working in a physical therapy clinic for a bit and I was always talking about it. I was like, you know what? I'm going to go, I'm going to go be an au pair in Australia. And all the physical therapists were like, yeah, okay, Kate, like, let us know when that happens. And so it was always something that I talked about. I had actually was thinking about it, talking about it. And at that point, um, a job opportunity came up to work back at the school I graduated from, um, along with a free master's program. So I was like, you know what, I'm going to take that, um, started working there. And all in all, I was talking about it, didn't love where I was at. And I went into my email one day and saw that randomly opairworld.com, you have a message. And I went in and I looked at it and it was from a family in Australia. And that's kind of where it like piqued my interest again. And it was to the point where I literally, as Paul said, I'm very indecisive. And I was thinking about it more and more. And it was just something I couldn't get off my mind. And I started just like exploring it and I think like the more I looked at it the more I was just like dude you have to quit talking about it and just be about it so Mm. it was one of those like I feel like I'm very much the type of person where I I talk about something for a while and then I realize it and I just need to talk about it and then I look back on it and I'm like dude this is something you've it's it's been a constant in your life so you just need to bite the bullet and and that's what I did. And what were the requirements? Like, was there like CPR tested? Like, you know, like had, had you already you know, nannied or babysat kids? Like, was there, you know, I'm sure I obviously there's background checks and such, but what were the other requirements and such that went into, like, if someone else wanted to be an au pair, what do they need to be prepared for going in in terms of requirements? You know, honestly, I feel like if you're, if you're going to be watching after someone's kids, like you should have your um CPR or like have experience doing it but honestly it's all up to the families you reach out to and Mm -hmm. like Mm -hmm. what they're looking for like um down to like schedules and how often you're working are you full-time part-time um but yeah I think that more of those conversations kind of popped up as as I was talking with families so there's not really requirements to like make a profile and um and kind of like search, like do your thing on there. But like once you dive deep and you're actually talking to the families, it's kind of kind of like any babysitting gig. Like some people don't necessarily have their CPR um, or like first aid and AED, but families will take them. And I think it's like all the comfort of the actual family and the parents because you're the ones that are like, they're trusting you to look after your kids, let alone leave your own country and go to theirs yeah. <laughs> without meeting you in person beforehand. <laughs> so we did a lot of like FaceTiming things or like Skype calls and mm. had those conversations. 
And so, and going off that, right? So you chose you 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 made your decision on the family, and you actually you didn't go to the mainland of Australia, right? You went to the small island portion of Tasmania. So yeah. was there was that were you originally looking to go to like the remote area like that in Tasmania, or were you kind of when originally looking at the mainland, or were you kind of just open to wherever? Um. Well, I honestly had no idea where Tasmania was, to be honest. <laughs> I'm like the worst with geography. You're and... like, no, I signed up for Australia. I'm not trying to go to Tasmania. <laughs> oh, they're right yeah. near one another. They're great. It's, it's <laughs> no, it's before I left for Australia, my uncle goes, have fun in Tanzania. I'm like, what? <laughs> <laughs> he thought I was going to Tanzania. Um, no, I, I kind of was gearing myself towards like I feel like when people think of Australia they're like Sydney Perth like the big names you know mm, you yeah. don't really like Trevor's you know... been to Sydney Trevor's been yep. to Sydney really so. I have I have love it love it where did you just go for vacation or yes this recently went last year it was amazing for how long uh I was we were there for two two and a half weeks wow yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, so I, I love to see to see everything. It was it's it's an amazing amazing place, right? But then, so did you guys just stay in Sydney? No, we actually got to go out a little bit and explore, you know, some of the the outer parts and enjoy some of the amazing foods and cultures that were out there. It was fascinating. Um, got to go on some amazing hikes uh, up there as well, um, and then we went. Uh, where else did we go? We went we went a little bit on the outskirts as as well, um, to this little town and um just enjoyed ourselves. It was a really, really great, great place. Awesome. Yeah, I just feel like it kind of so like basically going off of that, like you're you're in Sydney and you were there for what like two, two and a half weeks you said. And yeah. you don't realize like how big australia is yeah like that you need you need that amount of time literally for sydney alone you know Mm -hmm. and um so i yeah it's you you fly from sydney to melbourne to perth to brisbane like all these places are two two to three hour flights away that you're just like you, you, it's not something that you can go explore Australia in two weeks. It's not like as a whole. Right. <laughs> and, and, it's, and it's not like, a lot like America either. Where like, cause like in the middle of all those big cities is a lot of like, like uncharted territory. Exactly. Like, it's, it's not so... like America. If you're driving from California, New York and you're going to the right. States and settled areas, like, no, no, no. Like it's every poisonous creature you could imagine in between it's, each place. It's, it's not it's that intense. bad, Paul. It's not I that bad. I feel like bad. everybody, everybody in America thinks that everything in Australia wants to kill you. Right? Yeah, that was. I don't the, think that's yeah, the case. That's yeah, not the case. That's definitely not. They're just they're just exotic and amazing creatures that live yeah. over there, though. Well, like there, those there's things that live over in Australia that that are you know. We, we will never be able to even imagine looking at yeah, a wombat, a kangaroo, TV all those animals. Spiders. Like, yes, yeah. but those things are beautiful in, in uh, themselves. That's, that's what I'm saying. Well, so it's funny because, like, you know, like people definitely do say that here. They're like everything in America or everything in Australia. They're like the spiders, the snakes, like 
there's there's spiders that eat birds out in the outback and it's funny because I think one of the first weeks I was there right they the family that I was staying with ended up inviting people over from work and friends over from um just for dinner and I was sitting there and I had mentioned them this fact that everybody in um America thinks that everything in Australia wants to kill you and they burst out in laughter like they were like what are you talking about I'm like well like I named off started naming off things and they're like what about moose and wolves and bears and, <laughs> yeah. I like, yeah. and I was like what and and I guess like you get to that point I guess because they're like we've we've lived around it and we're fine but they were like I'm terrified of those and yeah. but like to us you know like they're not like everywhere and like they're not I mean obviously in certain cases can be harmful but at the same time you're just like all right it's a moose <laughs> I would never be worried about a moose I don't know they're, they're just, pretty mean they can be they are mean but you just gotta keep give the animals their space and we keep our space so that's exactly that's and respect and respect where they're where they're at because they you know they own it so you just just be respectful of, the, of where they, where these creatures lie right right yeah. of course of course for sure and, so you took the flight right so you leave you go you leave you basically you lose a day you, t- you take the flight about 20, 20 hours, 24 hours um, of travel no. time. How no, much no, was your no. travel time? No, honey. <laughs> it was, um, I think the way there was 36 hours. Nice. Tell them, tell them. That's, yeah, Listen, it's, it's I've, long been, I've been there. Don't cut that short. <laughs> Do a, not I cut that a, short, P-dubs. I, That's like 36 better, hours, my guy. That's I, I got a better travel 12 agent. Hours. When I went, I must have had a better travel agent because I got there about 28, so we're doing all right. But anyway, so you traveled 36 hours. You get there. And the family that you were taking care of, right? There was um, three kids. Uh, I don't remember the ages where you can, you know, uh, you know, let everyone know what the ages of those kids were. And then kind of talk a little bit about kind of your first, you know, couple weeks there and getting integrated into the family, number one. And then kind of your, you know, what you really, you know, what your responsibilities were. Because as you were saying, each family needed different things. So when you got there, I mean, you had an idea, but what were your responsibilities? And then kind of like, the integration process into the family. Yeah. Sorry if you hear my dog barking. That's fine. <laughs> um, so when I, you, so the kids that I looked after, after were, um, you said, like you said, there were three kids. Um, there were twin girls that were three and a half when I got there. Three and a half. Wow. Three yeah. And a half. They turned four. And, um, a six and a half year old boy. Were there three and a half or four and a half? No, I think there were three and a half. I don't know. It's all, it's a lot like they're four now, four and a half. Anyways, um, cutest little kids ever. I remember being picked up from the airport and the first thing that happened actually, and I told myself I was not going to do this was I put, we put my bags in the back. The mom's name is actually Kate too. And she picked me up and, um, sweet as can be and put our stuff in the back of the car and I start walking towards the right side of the car and she starts laughing at me and she's like what are you doing and I just like I don't think I've smacked my forehead harder I literally was like 
I walked to their driver's <laughs> side because <laughs> they're on the right side. And I literally told myself, I was like, I'm not going to do this. I'm not going to be a stupid American. Yeah. And so I remember we drove, they were probably, they're out on farmland. So I was out on, a, it was like four or 500 acres of farmland. Um, and they had hundreds of sheep and lambs and um, like, I think six alpacas, six chickens, two dogs. Wow two cats um it was it was different than where I'm at here in the suburbs but (laughs) that's for sure um so I left I remember I left uh mid-September beginning mid-September and they had told me you know Tasmania is like definitely mild temperature like they don't get super cold they don't get super super hot Um, and they're like, yeah, we're like going into our spring. So make sure you bring some layers. And I'm thinking like Chicago and Wisconsin spring, like in winter, I'm like, if I'm going into spring, I I'm like, I'm fine. I can handle this, you know? And (laughs) so I'm like, I brought maybe like two light jackets and, um, some sweatshirts and I kid you not mistake. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know what it was like that they lived in a wind tunnel, but I like had five pairs of socks on a day two sweatshirts like three pants and I was like after two days I'm like um can I maybe do some laundry (laughs) but um yeah I got there and hung out with the family for a couple of days like I didn't start um au pairing like right off the bat I think I had like three I think I got there on a Thursday and I didn't start until a Monday um so I got to hang out with the family and get to know them and um it's funny though, because so basically what I worked when I was there was more of a full time. I was, I had Mondays off. So I had like Friday afternoon or Friday evenings, afternoons or evenings through Mondays off. And, um, and then I would work Tuesday, Wednesday, and then a half day Thursday and then a full day Friday. But my Tuesday, Wednesday, Fridays were like a, basically a 7am to like five to seven at night so they were they were long days but honestly like it didn't feel like work because it was it was more like family you know you're over time like actually like right off the bat I felt like these kids accepted me as a family they were jumping on me when I got home and (laughs) yelling at me um so like integrating myself in and like like getting to know the family um, was definitely easy and they made it very easy. I know there's been au pairs and situations that I've heard of that have gone very bad, Um, but it was, it was easy on my end. I, in like my roles basically were to, you know, hang out with the kids, take care of them, make meals for them. Um, I would drive them to and from like school and their um, little like preschool programs as Mm. well as like swim lessons I feel like swim lessons in Australia are huge like in America I don't know about you guys growing up did a lot of people take swim lessons like I took swim lessons but I don't know if it's like a big thing or not but was it like uh how about you Trevor no way There's no way. Swim lessons? <laughs> no, giving us black kids no swim lessons. <laughs> that's, not, that's not happening. Uh, 
Not back when we're in school. No way. <laughs> yeah, but like, <laughs> I can't with you. Um, I had to take swim classes. Um, my mom put put us all in them though, but not. It wasn't like a big thing, but my mom yeah, put yeah. us in them, so we had, I, we had we had to learn at a young age. But I don't know if there was a big school wide thing like how it is out there. Like, they, it's like a national sport. <laughs> yeah. Well, true. I think it's too because they have like. Out in Australia, and, like, especially out in Tasmania, there's, like, water everywhere. And, like, the the beaches and stuff, like, I, I kid you not, in Australia, it was different when I was traveling other places, but the beaches in Australia were very intimidating to me. Like, mm. I don't, I don't think I went past my waist. <laughs> I literally don't think I went past my waist with 10, 10 and a half months of being there because I, like... Some of Sharks. the waves that were crashing in. No, it was literally the waves and <laughs> the not waves, being able to see tough. and not being able to see where there could be like I was there was this fear of where there could be drop offs and they would talk about um little I don't even know I forgot the name of them, but basically you can get pulled out with Rip the currents, currents right? Yeah. Rip yeah. currents and you can get pulled out and they teach you like to swim swim like um across them like not try to swim into shore but swim parallel to the shore so you Mm. swim out because they only happen in certain spots but like I don't know why when they told me that I was just so so nervous that it would happen to me and I'm like that that's definitely how I would die if I was out here (laughs) (laughs) like I can swim I was a lifeguard in the water (laughs) I was literally lifeguard but you know I don't know something about it so yeah. yeah, they they out there, I think, like, it's not, I don't think it's mandatory, but it, it's very rare that you see a kid that doesn't take swim lessons, and they're taking them from, like, these girls were three and a half, and they were already taking them before I got there, yeah. and they take them up through maybe, I don't even know, eighth grade, and they're they're in swim lessons, and they have, I don't know how many different levels, but... But it's serious there because they have all these, like, it's just their environment. Right. Yeah. So that was basically, like, I, I mean, I could go into detail of, of what we did and everything. But basically what, what you'd assume a nanny to do is, like, take care of the kids, make, make dinner, have, um, I would typically, like, have dinner ready for the family when they got home because they were very, very, very busy. Um. But yeah, it was, it was fun for sure. It was, there was like certain things where you're just like, it didn't necessarily feel like you were, I guess technically I was an employee, but you basically became part of the family. And now, you know, that's how your experience was, right? In terms of doing that but have you heard of other experiences for people being an au pair where they may have felt the opposite where they felt like an employee or you know why you were there because when you were there right you, there was a group of of, of uh people that you've met that were also being are also au pairs you know and stuff and you, you know no you don't have to name names or anything like that but was there other people that were um you know maybe not as lucky as you were with the family that you got put with yeah, for sure. I mean, there some that I didn't know um, that I've heard stories of from other like families and um, things like that. Um, but there's been certain cases where, um, 
even one of the moms I met at the school, she never had an au pair, but one time she said, you know, I never had an au pair, but I did have a situation where one of her friends, um, they were hiring an au pair in this au pair. I, can't, I don't remember where they were coming from, but obviously another country. So it's a big leap, you know, like you come across, you, you leave your country and you've never even met these people in person. Um, you like, you have to be careful. I think that like Skyping and having those face-to-face -face interactions is very important because like, like, like anything, if you're online, you're talking to a complete stranger and, um, you, you don't necessarily always know who you're talking to. It could be so anyone behind the screen, right? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So, um, there, there was a family and they were supposed to be picking up this au pair from the airport, but they couldn't make that time work. And they had asked this lady to go pick the au pair up. And so this lady went to go pick up the, the au pair and she brought her back from the airport. And I, at some point the family came over to the house to come pick the au pair up and they walk in the door and they take a, like a quick look at her and they literally go, we don't want her and they walked out wow. and this au pair was just sitting at this lady's house and she was just like um what wow yeah so there's situations like that there's like horror stories that my au pair my um au pair mom told me and her name is kate so kate had told me that she read that one of the moms posted in their forum that she came home from, and this is like, I think there's like scary parts on both ends. Like they don't know who's going to be watching their kids. So yeah. Um, yeah. one time the parents came home from like being out to dinner and they came home to the au pair passed out drunk, uh, like with their head yeah. on the table, their kid, their toddler was in a high chair and the high chair was open. So mm -hmm. like the toddler could have fallen out, luckily didn't, but um yeah, one of my one of my friends that I met while I was out there actually got kicked out of his house. So he I can't remember the exact situation, but it was just they they were they had always had girl au pairs and this is actually a a guy au pair which they call a bro pair. <laughs> <laughs> and it's it's not like it's not as common, but I think that a lot of guys like steer away from it because they think like <clears throat> a nannying role really isn't for them or it just doesn't fit the stereotype. And anytime someone tells me that or like a guy I'm talking to a guy about um like being an au pair, they're just like, I wish I could do it. And I think that it's so underestimated. Sounds like an amazing, amazing job. <laughs> yeah. Well, like, and some, they're like, I wish I could, like, they, they enjoy kids and they want to travel and everything. It's like yes. perfect, but they're afraid of like the stereotype or think that it's just not a thing because they think that, that people don't want a guy watching their kids, you know? Mm. And so I actually met a couple of them. Yeah. And it's, it's definitely doable. And sometimes um, families are looking for men or boys because um, they have, they have sons themselves and they want them to have like an older brother figure. You know what I mean? Like right, there's, there's right. a difference. There's definitely a difference from having a woman or like a girl versus a guy and being that like bro to them. 
So, mm-hmm. um, so yeah, there's been, he, I can't even remember why he got kicked out. I just think that they had always had girl au pairs and they decided to try a boy and he was young and, um, I don't know how he looked after the kids, but I remember they were gone one weekend and he was going to leave soon anyways. And someone had reached out saying that he threw a party at their place and he had like, he had, I'm not even going to go into like details, but he was allowed to have people over and like they're outside pole barn and he did, but someone went into the bathroom and the, they thought he broke his trust and they told Uh him, you know, you better be out when we get home. And I think that it's like, it's hard because you don't necessarily trust people and you hear one little thing and you could assume they could assume the worst. So it's like, it's, it's something you definitely have to be careful about. It's not like you're a nanny and you're going home from the day and you're going back to your own place. Like you literally live with these people, you know, like it's Mm -hmm. like you, it's like one of those things you're like, you live with your work and it is, you have to, you have to be careful between that, like employee line versus family line. And there's that fine line too. Yeah. So what brought you back to the States after, after the Wait, before you ask that question, Trevor, I want her to uh, talk about briefly um, her and it, cause it, cause in, and then on her, and then she can get into that as her way back around. Cause she traveled a little bit on the way back around too. But I want to know, like, obviously you went there with the intention of, of traveling, right? What did you do the amount of traveling you wanted to do while you were there? You know, was it difficult? Like you said, you know, you lived with the family. It was work and home all in one. So in terms of the, you know, because some people I'm sure are curious in terms of, okay, I'll go and be a nanny. Well, how much time am I actually going to get to see the country, right? So, you know, just, you know, briefly touch on that and then go into kind of what Trevor said, what, what brought you back home and then your, uh, your, how you made it back to stateside. Yeah, so um, I felt like I did get to, I, be, I feel like with anywhere you go, um, it's never long enough. I feel like I was there for 10 and a half months and there's still places I didn't get to see. And I think that that's why when you, when you travel, so like Trevor, I'm sure you can attest to this. You're probably, you're in Sydney for two and a half weeks. And at like when you left, did you feel like you saw everything you wanted to? Oh my God. No, <laughs> uh, that's not, Oh, I miss it so much. Just, <laughs> I know. I just want to go back. It's cause it's so, it, you just want to explore so much, you know, mm-hmm. it's, it's new frontier. It's new, um, you know, people, new spaces, a brand like new kind of country that can really, you know, open, open up amazing, amazing possibilities. Of course they have their own, you know, app, you know, uh, aborigine problem that happened but they're they're the country's so young and and how you know they're building their infrastructure and their culture and i think that's and the fact that it was you know created and established by criminals into where it is at today is just simply amazing so um it's it's kind of it's kind of cool to to see uh you know that whole city and culture grow so yeah sorry it's 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 fascinating because it's a America is still young 400 years, but Australia is very, very new and can can have a lot of awesome and amazing opportunities to open up for right. and then too, residents right? like, I mean, and stuff like that. So, yes. Exactly. And then too, like as an American, right? Like no matter where you go 
in America to visit, like you're going to have a great time. But when you leave majority of the time, I think they're like, okay, you know, I had a great time and stuff there, but when you're in a different country, you're, you're different, you're a foreign person. So you are kind of treated a little bit differently, hopefully for the most part, like, well, depending on where you're at, but you have, you're almost like a, um, you're like the shiny toy when you walk into a pub or a bar <laughs> or a new place, like people want to talk to you, hear about where you're from. If you're in, you know, you're in Nevada, you know, no one's talking to you and asking you about your, <laughs> your life story, you know, they're just like, go check out, you know, Vegas and have a good time. Yeah. And uh, so anyways, go ahead, Kate. Sorry. Well, yeah. Like you said, though, it's funny. The best part is, is you walk into a bar and like people trying to guess your accent, they, they hear you and they're like, where are you from? And mm. I would never tell them. I would always just be like, guess. And like the answers that I got, I'm just like a majority of them. Everybody thought that I was Canadian and they can't, <laughs> they can't hear the difference in accents. Like I asked them, I was like, have you heard like, you know, like people from the South and they're like, what? And, and th- I'm like, can you tell the difference between accents? And they're like, no, like do it. And I was like, well, if I'm like talking like this, can you hear the difference? And they're like, no. And I'm like, it's just like so, so mind boggling to me, but like, but then at that point, I got a like, lot of Canadian. I think they're best that they say Canadian because a lot of Canadians get really mad when um, Australians call them American. Like, they don't want to be called American. <laughs> so and that's American why they're safe, their safe bet is Canadian. Canadian so if first, you're, yeah. yeah, so mm-hmm. if you're ever in Australia and they say Canadian, you know why. Um, but, yeah, they can't hear the difference. And when you uh, – but then when you think about it, like, I listen to – um, a New Zealand accent and I barely hear the difference like I hear it after being to both places mm. but it's still so slight and they get offended when you can't tell the difference and I'm just like that's the <laughs> same thing like you don't hear it enough to like hear those little little differences but it mm. makes so much sense to me after like after they were so dumbfounded by the fact that I couldn't hear the difference in those accents I was like, okay, then like maybe it makes sense that they can't hear that Southern twang. (laughs) But yeah, no, I feel like going back to the question is that's one of the huge, huge reasons why I wanted to be an au pair is like, I feel like I always tend to go to places and I always want more, you know, like I feel like you get to do the touristy things at places, but I always have craved being there and like experiencing things the way locals do and just like learning about the culture and going to the places that like aren't mainstream. And I feel like being in au pairs, just like the most beautiful part about it is like one being with the family, but two getting to experience those things. And Mm. yes, like you always wish there was more, but I, I was able to see, um, more than I expected because I like did meet other au pairs and on the weekends we were able to like if you ask my au pair mom Kate she was like yeah she was gone all the time she was probably I was gone like many weekends but it was just because like you get so like you you go and see one place and like you just want to see more and so um a lot of the times like we would take weekend trips in our cars and you know pack we Kmart out there is like you know how Kmart here is like uh, I don't almost even know non-existent <laughs> yeah but like but like Kmart's just like the type of place you wouldn't think to go to for things and like Kmart out there is like Target here like yeah, it's it 
<laughs> did, did you go to one when you were there, Trevor? Yeah, they, see them? Just, yes, they just they look so amazing. <laughs> yeah, I can't like the Walmart Supercenter on steroids. Yes, yeah. it's like that's where I went and bought a jacket because I was too cold and it was like a great price. So my, yeah. me on my traveling budget, it was awesome. But no, we and ended the food, up. Sorry. <laughs> no, you're good. Yeah, the food. Oh my gosh, it was the best seafood i tried some like seafood out there that i probably wouldn't have tried paul actually got me to try octopus which and oysters mm. yeah oysters too they were Those both good. good yeah nice. but it was it was amazing there yeah um but no we we went to kmart you know bought ourselves some 15 20 sleeping bags and a like a tent and um, it's nice because depending on the family and what their interests are and what they provide for their au pairs, like some of them have those things. Like some of them have like an extra sleeping bag and a tent because they know that like au pairs are coming to see where they live too. So um, like I was able to use, they like the family I stayed with had a car that they let me use and I would take it. Sometimes we would switch off using our cars to travel places and um, pay for gas but we would pack our cars up go pack like cheap snacks that we didn't have to <laughs> um, mm. like keep cold and we slept in our car and we'd get up in the morning and go hike a mountain and come down and swim in the water as our shower <laughs> and um, mm. so we got to do those things and it was like I I've always looked forward to the weekends like to be able to do those things or like sometimes staying home from the family, but it was so cool. Like I, it was a type of work where it's like, I never dreaded coming back. I was like excited to come back and see the kids and talk to them and show them pictures from where we were at and what we did and the kangaroos and wombats we got to pet in the wild. And um, so it was, I, I feel like I definitely got to travel as much as I expected more than I expected to. Um, but you always want more. So um, Trevor, to answer your question, I decided to come home. One, the work visas in Australia are um, crazy. Sorry. Yeah, no, they are. <laughs> they are. I actually filled one out improper. Um, I don't remember how, but um, it led to them asking me to go to the police department and get my fingerprints mm. and send them into the FBI and wait to get those back. So make sure you fill those out right if you're doing them. Um, yeah. yeah, but um, so technically the work visa is only good for a year. Um, if you want to stay longer, I don't know. It's different depending on what country you're coming from. So um say you're from like Europe or I think like Americans you only have to do okay so you have to do farm work if you want to stay another year right. and it has to be like approved through uh, like a farm approved through the government and you have to record a certain amount of hours in order to stay another year and I think you have to do that before maybe before your first year is up or at least start it before your first year is up and then um depending on like what you I think like it, it depends on like what you can do afterwards depending on what country you're from which is I was like weird I never understood it but um but yeah I came up to I, I actually booked a one-way flight and I wasn't sure how long I was going to stay 
but I knew I wanted to travel afterwards and I knew that I was going to like travel on my way home. Um, so I decided kind of like within the first month or two that I would stay like those, like between eight and 10 months, I thought. And I was, I Mm -hmm. ended up telling the mom, you know, whatever you find, like, I, I won't leave you guys hanging, but, um, but I like, this is kind of what I, my plan was. I was like, I think I'm going to be gone for a year ish. So I kind of geared it towards that and like two months of travel on the way home. And, um, but you can definitely go into it with like set dates. So you can s- decide that with the family beforehand saying, I'm going to stay from this time to this time. Um, it just has to be within that year. Cause technically you're only supposed to be employed by one employer. Um, for six months and then you're supposed to switch so that's kind of they're kind of like sticklers about it all um but yeah I I stayed for 10 and a half months 10 I think 10 months and then I started my travels home yeah okay and so you traveled home you stopped at a bunch of different countries and you could just quickly if you want to name off those countries and maybe if there was one that you know stole your heart or or you want to say and then kind of and then you know talk about kind of what your plans are now that you're back in the states and what you're looking to do um going forward and kind of you know your your next uh big travel extravaganza that you're looking to do or and uh and then two um you know talk about kind of the uh the, the, how fitness has kind of impacted your life as well oh goodness um okay so i they were all the places that i named earlier um i'm not going to name them again i guess i'll just touch on like it was cool and i think that yeah, just Something. your favorite spot, I guess, would probably be the best thing, way to do it. Yeah. It's hard because one of my favorites was like Barcelona, Barcelona in that area because um, when I met one of the au pairs out there, she was from um, Catalonia. And so I actually, she told me, she was like, you know what, you should come visit me on your way home. And so I ended up booking a flight to go stay with her for a little bit. And we went through Barcelona and she showed me like the lay of the land there. And I feel like it's, it's beautiful there. But one of my favorite parts about it was like, you meet so many beautiful people and like from different places of the world that like, it's so cool. You can just go somewhere else and have, have home. Like home is like where you leave your heart and like with those people. And it just like, her home like felt like my home and that's one of the reasons why I loved that so much. Um, I really loved Thailand, but I feel like Thailand's one of those places like Australia, like you need to stay there longer. Um, and I wish I had stayed there longer, but I did truly love Bali. I, I felt like it was just cool. I feel like Bali's very, and it's hard because I feel like it's always like Bali's so Instagram ish you know everybody wants to go to Bali but I figured I would go out there when um because it's so close to Australia and a lot of Australians actually go um vacation or they call it holiday to Bali and it's just cool because it, it I did so many things there that I I have never done and I like I rented a scooter for the first time in my life, like drove a scooter for the first time in my life. And the guy handed it to me. Like, I think they asked for my like passport information. And then all of a sudden it was, he's like, okay, you're taking it for three days or four days. 
it was $4 a day to rent. And so you're going around and you're, I went to go pick up my friend and the streets in Bali are crazy. Like everybody's driving everywhere. There's monkeys Mm -hmm. running across the street at some points. And I'm like, I've never driven, (laughs) ridden or driven a scooter. And it was just like one of those things, like you just got to hop on and do it. And um, yeah, like we did that. Um, We went to like rice terraces. It was just so beautiful. The weather was beautiful. there was like awesome food, different yoga experiences. We did an acro yoga class and they, like the lady teaching the class actually forced us to pair up with someone we didn't know, which, I mean, there were a lot of travelers by themselves, but I feel like there's so many, I should say there's so many entrepreneurs and people that are traveling in Bali that just like have this zest for life and um, they're wanting to meet new people. So like whenever you're traveling, it's just, I, I was telling Paul, it's so hard not to meet people while you're traveling. Like you have to try not to meet people um, when you're traveling alone. Like if you stay in a hostel, like people are asking you to go places. And I just felt like maybe it was just, there were a bunch of like young people and wanting to get out and do things that I really loved. Um, but it's just, it was a cool experience there. I like Bali a lot. Mm-hmm. I don't know what your other question was. <laughs> no, you're good. You're, good. you're fine. Good. No. So no, now just kind of getting into kind of towards the end of the podcast and stuff, just kind of wanted to give you the opportunity to kind of speak on, you know, uh, fitness and kind of what, what you've been doing with that and what's your, you know, your plan and kind of what your drive for that is. And then in terms of, uh, kind of what your, and then going forward, you know, what your next big trip or traveling, uh, experience you you want to be, you know, I know COVID and everything obviously has changed a lot of stuff and put some things on hold, but you know, kind of what you're looking to do in the future. Yeah. I, so I mean, graduated with a degree in exercise science and, um, personal training was like always something I thought would be so cool to do. And I, I actually have like trained friends, I've trained family members and like family members, friends, and I loved it. Um, But it was just something like I've never taken or bitten the bullet to do. And I think that it's, it's something like I love so much. And I'm so passionate myself that I was always afraid that if I did it, would it become a chore? And it like, will it feel like work rather than being something I'm passionate about? And that's what something I was afraid of. Um, But no, I think that it's something I definitely would love to do. I think that the world has become a lot more virtual lately. And um, I don't know, I've just my my start of it, like fitness and everything uh, over time, is definitely like my own personal journey. And I think everybody has their own. Um, but I, I love it. I love the whole aspect of like working out. I love the nutrition. And I love the whole like mental well being, I feel like it's so correlated into fitness. And um, that's why I'm like a huge proponent of like, encouraging people to do travel or to like do the traveling and do what they want to do versus stereotypes. But um, no, I started a fitness Instagram just for fun, just to post like recipes and like workouts um, because I know that half the times I'm making things and my friends are like, what is that? <laughs> like, So um, it's just something like I, enjoy doing and whether it turns into something down the road or not it's just something I love sharing um I would love to maybe because everything's so virtual and I want to be remote to like 
write uh, workout programs or like write meal plans or do wellness coaching um, remote and like use that platform to help me. But like right now it's just a hobby and it's just, it's doing what I love. And if it turns into something more then it's because I'm doing something that I love rather than trying to force it. Um, So that's, that's where I'm at. But like with being remote and everything and wanting to stay remote, um, I am, I tell this to people and they think I'm crazy every time they laugh. Um, I want to buy a van and I want to renovate it and then road trip the U.S. So yes. <laughs> yeah, that would be amazing if you I do feel, that. Yeah, I feel like it's becoming, maybe it's with all the algorithms and stuff on Instagram, it's like, it's what I look at because it's like creating almost like a vision board. I love looking at that things or at those mm. things. But I feel like now it's all I see on Instagram. And I feel like it's, I don't know if you guys have seen it, but it's, I feel like it's becoming more mainstream because of all this quarantine and COVID that you can literally still go and travel, but have your home and, and go do those things. I don't know. Have you seen those? I haven't haven't seen them. I don't see them as much. I think it's your algorithm. You got all the bad people on your Instagram. (laughs) That's all I see, man. But, um, but yeah, I, I want, I, I don't know. Anytime I, because I'm so indecisive again, I've thought about, um, you should just do it just for you for anything. Just if you love it, just go do it. Yeah, it's fine. Exactly. And I'm like, I'm like thinking about all the jobs that you can like travel with. Right. So I was like flight attendant, um, uh, cruise line. I was literally researching for, I think years ago before being an au pair, I'm like jobs that you can travel. And I would sit there for hours on my computer and read all these different blogs about being a cruise member and like getting a job there, or what flight attendants are like, what their jobs and roles and likes are like. And, um, I thought about all of those, but like, obviously with, with COVID and everything, like it's not ideal and it's, it's not happening. Right. Um, so I feel like right now while I'm young and able and, um, like I'm not settled down, I'm, I, I'm not in a, like a job necessarily, like I'm doing the rest of my life. I would love to go do that. I feel like it's like the perfect time to do it. You can quarantine in your own van. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. True. Yeah. It's so, kind of nice. Right? I mean, and if you want to hop on, like, Trevor, you you and your girl and Paul, like, you, guys, <laughs> you guys can come eat. If you want to go camping or whatever, you you tell me what airport you're going to. I'll come pick you up. <laughs> All right. All right. We'll see. We'll see. That's a far. That's a far drive. All <laughs> no, I mean, you know, I'm gonna be traveling. It's like a whole cross state thing. Yeah. Uh, he's like, yeah, that's that. not my cup of tea. <laughs> nah. No, I would. Mm, it would be. It would be fascinating. It would be really interesting if 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 I if I could teach remotely or do my job and do like education wise, like. I think that would be amazing. I mean, that would be, uh, I don't know. Yeah, the hardest part I, for that, Trevor that would, would be, be awesome. coaching. It would be coaching to leave, oh, like, leaving your guys. Uh, that's, that's, that's the toughest too. part. Yeah. Mm. But that's, yeah. But yeah, that's, yeah, but yeah, I mean, but that's the, the nice thing though, Trevor, is you have the, I mean, this summer obviously is very different, but right, you have the summers being a teacher to be able to travel a little bit, you know, during that time frame. 
um, and go see things, yeah. which is nice. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that is true. That is very true. So yeah, the you can just use, being use one of those use one of those couple weeks when uh, during one of the regular <laughs> summers. So just go fly out, find whatever state Kate's in. Kate to get a, a fun story to tell your visitor. <laughs> uh, maybe maybe, uh, maybe we'll do that. Maybe we'll do that. There you go. There you go. Yeah, I feel like that's a huge perk of being a teacher. You know, I'm just getting to take those times to travel. So you got to yeah. do it. You got to do it. You got yeah. you just have to, you just, because it's necessary to really open up your mind, open up your, um, you know, thoughts to different ways of approaching problems and different ways of approaching, um, you know, societies in and of themselves. So. Right. Yeah. Right. A hundred percent. Yes. <laughs> Love it. So you go ahead. Do you have a question, Trevor? No, I'm, I'm all set. So yeah, I, so, I just want to say thank you. Yeah, so final question. Um, let me ask all of our guests this: Is what or or who you know do you think has impacted you to be so um, you know travel driven and, and looking to do things for yourself? You know, who do you think has impacted you, or is there a time or something that happened? And then also, you know, what continues to you know drive you and inspire you today? Oh, gosh. Um, yeah, I don't know about like, I don't know what sparked my travel. I think that it's just like going on trips with my family and seeing new things. Like it's just always so eye opening. And um, I don't know, seeing like different places. And I feel like the world's just so big and we're so little that it's just you can always go somewhere and see something new. Um, mm-hmm. So I thought like that was awesome. And then doing things for myself, um, honestly, was my papa. So he, he actually passed away when I was in college. And I remember he was in hospice. And when I was, we would go and visit him. And I remember um, I would come home from college as much as possible to see him. And my, my parents and my cousin's parents told us not to come home we needed to stay up for school and we both talked to each other and we're like dude we're coming home so we drove home and each one of us actually got to talk to our papa and he had told me um like he pulled me in the room by myself and he told me like because I'm such a people pleaser he goes you know like you it's okay to say no and like it's okay to say like yes to yourself and you can't feel selfish about it and it was he said it a lot better than, than me. And if I like keep talking about it, I'll probably get emotional. But basically Mm. like, it was like one of the biggest impacts on my life. And I just like, I think about it all the time and I'm just like, you know, like, yeah, it's, it's so important to do things for yourself because like, you're the one that lives with yourself and Mm. like, you have to make yourself happy. And so whenever I think about like situations like that, I'm just like, you know what? Like, Papa, you're right. And I'm like, nope, I'm doing this for myself. And um, like people, even when I was going to travel, told me I was stupid for passing up free schooling and things like that. And I'm just like, you know, this isn't for you. It's for me. And I feel like that has to do like a lot with like society and like what everybody defines as their own personal happiness. So that was like yeah. one of the biggest impacts on my life for sure. Nice. 
Okay, oh, thank you so much for sharing. <laughs> yeah, no, that was awesome. It. That's very, very powerful. Yeah, I mean, that's, I think a lot of people could take a lot from that too. You know, that's very, very important. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, that's, um, and, and and just, you know, and speaking about all of that, you know, where can, um, if people want to reach out or contact you, um, have any questions about being an au pair or a fun recipe or, or just, you know, questions and, you know, want to follow you in general, where can they find you at? Yeah, well, I have my, you're going to laugh at my personal Instagram. It's kitty cat meow meow. <laughs> and um, I'm sure that you can, I, I follow your guys' Instagram page. You can find me in the followers if you go the creeper way. Um, and then my my fitness handle um, with my like workouts and recipes um, is Kate wallen fitness i think it's kate wallen underscore fitness but yeah um you can definitely find me there um i don't know if you if you want you can take one of my posts and like post it on your like story i don't know but um, well, yeah we'll, we'll tag you on the uh yeah the post that's stuff. where yeah, you can yeah, find sure. me that's, let's just make <laughs> it good. easy that's where you can find okay. me <laughs> Perfect. perfect. Well, thank you so much, Kate. I mean, I really appreciate it. And Trevor does. I think people will will learn a lot and I think they'll have the idea of, you know, go follow their dreams and and have, you know, you know, maybe put another thought in someone else's mind and and make them want to go be an au pair or someone that's always wanted to visit Australia and didn't know how to do it. So, yeah, um, I mean, regardless of where it is or what you guys want to do, like, I love talking about it. Obviously, you can tell. I'm sorry I talked your ears off. but we enjoyed listening um, <laughs> oh my god thank you no. yeah but anybody can reach out to me i will gladly respond and have and she'll talk to you as long as she's talked on this i can promise you that everybody <laughs> so she'll give you a lot of detail <laughs> uh no but hey, really appreciate it uh trevor thanks and we will see everyone next time yes next Thanks, time guys. Thank you, bye, bye everybody peace out <laughs>